One of the things I did not anticipate happening on Friday is the fact that Doug Ford said you can go ahead and hug your grandma or your grandpa again. Um, social gatherings expanded from 5 to 10 on Friday with safe social distancing, but he also dropped a biggie Friday with the announcement of social circles of 10, not the double bubble. It's something very different. So here to talk about it, we have uh, invited onto the program um, a professor of molecular, cellular, and chemical biology at York University, Dr. Golmi Coltra. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Good to be with you, Kelly. All right. So the double bubble scenario, I was talking about it on the weekend because this is what they're trying out or on Friday. This is what they're trying out out in uh, Newfoundland and Labrador on the East Mm -hmm. Coast because their numbers have been low. How does this social circle um, idea that we're going to adopt here in Ontario, social circle of 10 and the double bubble differ? Uh, well, um, so to start with, actually, Ontario has done quite well. For um, uh, for the past two weeks, we have had fewer than uh, 300 cases. And the overall cases in uh, in Ontario are about 0.2%. So cases that have had uh, COVID-19, it's about 02 So the Premier actually is proposing that uh, it may be overall um, safe to have uh, as many as 10 people in a social gathering. Which uh, um, which is sounds doesn't sound uh, uh, too bad when you consider that the overall cases of COVID nineteen in Ontario is only zero point two percent of population. Although keeping in mind that uh, the real cases may be a bit higher, considering that uh, as the previous uh, speaker mentioned that uh, asymptomatic people probably didn't get tested or those that uh, um, had mild symptoms didn't uh, get tested. So um, obviously the um, the number of people is about is ten in the, the premier's announcement, while in Newfoundland and Labrador was about um, so double bubble. So two to, uh, two households can come together. Um, right. So how does ours differ? The idea is not different. So two households. If you think that uh, one household could have uh, four people, the parents and two children, and so another household uh, the same uh, occupation, uh, you, the number of people becomes in total the same. Uh, so to not get distracted by how uh, it's, this gathering is uh, recognized in Ontario, social gathering, but in uh, in Newfoundland Labrador was recognized as double bubble. It's about the idea is the same. You know, you want to be cautious as to whom you bring over at your house, hopefully outdoors rather than indoors. And uh, um, hopefully you're looking at people that have sort of the same idea when it comes to um, safety measurements, measures. Rather, right. Meaning, but, uh, but one of the big difference isn't sorry to interrupt, but one of the big differences right. and, and this is where I think it's confusing. And I think it's very important to, to actually outline the differences. There is a difference between inviting two households together, our social 10 could involve multiple households. Like if your household's only two people, you're allowed up to 10. That could mean that you have got five households involved in your social circle. So it is slightly different. You're saying safety-wise, it's similar. We're still going to have to um, adhere to our hygiene strictly, right? Yes, hygiene as well. Yes, correct. Um, So, but again, uh, what I meant to say actually, uh, not to get distracted by the how we name the the social gathering here and and in Newfoundland Labrador, is that you want to be cautious as to whom you invite, in the sense that you want to invite people that share the same uh, sort of uh, uh, 
principles when it comes to following their physical distance. I mean, some people I know are a bit more resistant towards uh, rather than some other people. Mm-hmm. So uh, although they may belong to different households, if, the, uh, if you uh, look at COVID-19 in the same way, in terms of respecting physical distancing, not minding to wear a face mask if that physical distancing is not possible, then it may be uh, uh, safe. Now, that doesn't mean that uh, we have to gather just for the sake because it was announced together um, at, at, at high numbers as, as much as 10. Uh, one has to be cautious. Uh, right. Again, and I think it's interesting that you bring that up. So you're saying, you know, make sure you're with like minded people, people that are approaching the pandemic in the same manner that you are. So Correct. you have to have a conversation. It's sort of like um, we were talking to an expert on uh, he's a mathematician in Waterloo and he has been on Friday and he's been uh, following the numbers and doing some scientific modeling on COVID. And he basically like he compared it to it's like the safe sex conversation that you have with your partner. You should be really open about where Correct. you stand sexually and what you do. And it's the same kind of awkward, weird conversation you might have to have. So uh, maybe it's too soon for us to know who our our social 10 are right now. But as I said, uh, you don't have to gather 10 just because an announcement was made right. and one doesn't feel comfortable. You don't have to go out there and just find uh, sort of uh, 10 people. Uh, uh, so uh, the thinking has to go that the virus is still here. Uh, numbers are, I mean, Ontario has done quite well. Numbers are low, but the virus is there. As soon as the people start um, going out there in larger numbers, then the incidence of uh, transmitting the disease will go up, certainly. So so Ontario is trying to, you know, bring some normalcy, if you will, in the everyday life uh, yep. as safe as possible. So uh, one shouldn't be, if you will, sort of stuck by uh, the fact that, that we can gather in, uh, in as many as 10. You want still to remain cautious. Yes, you can gather as 10 uh, people in, a, um, in the backyard, hopefully, rather than indoors. But at the same time, is it feasible, for example, to uh, still maintain physical distancing? Is it feasible, for example, to um, have a buffet or lunch uh, remaining uh, safe? If it's not feasible, then don't go about doing it, even though uh, the, uh, the advice was that you can uh, gather as many as 10. So I think you bring up a really interesting point, if I can just add this in, is that, ahead. you know, people are thinking that it's, it's you know, getting back to normal. Normal is not going to look the same way it did Correct. Uh, before this pandemic hit. I want to just touch on, because we don't have a ton of time with you, but I am interested in touching on, on a column you wrote about, you know, being safe during uh, this pandemic in the Toronto Star of the Weekend. I thought it was really interesting. You say that, you know, it's important to stick to the main tenets of fighting COVID-19, like wash your hands, avoid touching your face, maintain a a physical distance of two meters. If you can't wear a face mask, don't go out if you don't feel well. But you also run through a lot of different scenarios. One of the key things, situations that you run through is um, going out. And going out and and going out for uh, groceries or going to stores, the key you say is being prepared. And you say Correct. you should have a kit ready to go before you leave the house. Can you run through um, what you suggest is safe behavior as we kind of start to slowly reopen? So the way, um, so sort of this kit would be that be prepared, meaning that you got to have a list. You got to know exactly what you want, so you don't have to uh, see the need to call uh, your kids or uh, your husband or wife and say, you know, uh, is this what you want or is this what we need? 
you got to have that list of the items and go in, into a store that you know, you're very comfortable in the sense that you know where each item is. So the idea is to spend as less time as possible in, in, a, in a place where you're going. Don't bring the cell phone with you. It just complicates the things. You get tempted to call or you're tempted to take a picture to ensure you're getting the right item. Uh, do bring uh, hand sanitizers with you. Although nowadays, all the groceries do have uh, um, hand sanitizers actually stationed uh, around the store. Uh, do bring, uh, I do bring Lysol wipes uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, in order to uh, safely handle the, uh, the grocery card. And also, uh, in case need be, uh, I can uh, quickly uh, wipe my hands. Not that to use a Lysol wipes as uh, a sort of a routine thing to disinfect your hands, but if I'm touching something and I, I think that uh, uh, wasn't the safe thing to do, I can quickly use the wipe to uh, disinfect my hands. And you keep also... the key card in a pocket that is very easily to access. I do see actually... Uh, Especially women actually having a big purse, digging yep. up for the wallet and then digging on the wallet for the card. And sometimes the card gets stuck on that uh, wallet because it's too tight. And uh, just, uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we can relate to that. It's the whole Costanza thing, but it's the female version. Yeah. But you're also, you know, what? I've started using a fanny pack and I know a lot of people have started to do that too. And I thought they were ridiculous, but they're like lifesavers because they've got different pockets that you can keep everything in. They're easy to yeah, take yeah. things out of. And then you can just quarantine that fanny pack or wipe it down when you get home. Let's talk about the idea of designating clothes for inside and outside use. Mm -hmm. You advocate for showering when you get home. I thought I was being a little over the top when I do shower after I go grocery shopping, but maybe not. No, actually, that's a a good idea. Again, uh, I don't want uh, people to be sort of paranoid to go beyond their, well, it's sort of their comfort zone, if you will, but uh, use common sense. If you're going to a place that is crowded and uh, you sort of, uh, uh, the probability of running into people is uh, is high, um, when you come home, change those clothes. You don't know what to touch and probably didn't touch anything, but just so that you don't have to worry about uh, getting to change those clothes into so-called household clothes. In my household, in my home, this is a routine thing. Pre-COVID, that's that's how it was. Uh, uh, you go outside, you come home, you have to uh, uh, put on uh, the house uh, clothes. So therefore, uh, not necessarily the germ, but also the dirt doesn't doesn't come indoors. And the same thing when it comes to washing. Um, if you go again in an environment, let's say that you work in a store as a clerk, for example, right. you're working there six eight hours. I mean, all that possible exposure time with uh, all these uh, uh, people going or passing by you, come home, change your clothes, and do take a shower. It just brings, calms you down, comforts you, but at the same time, any thinking that you probably uh, uh, were contaminated, if you will, uh, came in contact with, uh, with the virus, sort of gets, uh, gets uh, washed out. But especially also with with the children, as the daycares, uh, you know, are... Um, going to be opened up uh, based on the premier's announcement last week. Um, when the kids come home, change the clothes, give them a shower. They'll be happy. They'll be calm, but also they'll be clean. All right. I want to just quickly uh, wrap up with, and I don't have a lot of time, but salon safety. It's interesting. A lot of people going to the barber, going to the hairdresser. I heard that bobs are going to catch on again. They're the short <laughs> kind of sassy haircut that Vidal Sassoon started. And why? Because they're, they take less time to blow dry and they don't That's want true. you in their hairdressing chair longer than you need to be. You're suggesting wash your own hair before you go and blow dry it when you get home. Yes, actually. Uh, and again, the idea is that... Uh, with the hairdresser, you can't avoid. You're just 
pretty much face to face. No matter how far the hairdresser can sort of uh, go, you it's right there. And then uh, you end up spending uh, more than an hour at times, actually. So just to cut down on the time, again, the probability, especially if both are wearing face masks, the probability of transmitting the disease is very low. But you just uh, uh, never know. So uh, especially when you wash your hair, uh, the person has to lean, the hairdresser has to lean uh, on your face to wash your hair. And I just, I always get a little bit uncomfort. Uh, I can even smell at times uh, if they have drank coffee or something else, just <laughs> how close you get. So therefore, yeah. you Presumably they'll have down. a mask on, so that probably won't be as, as apparent. Definitely but so. I hear what you're saying. They're on you. They're very close. Yeah, exactly. There's no so personal just, space. It, correct. So you can't avoid just and then to cut down on the time, wash your hair, you go there. And in this way, also, they can go through their uh, clients, if you will, uh, faster. They can uh, get more haircuts in their store, if you will. But also you end up spending less time and you go home. Uh, when you uh, hair dry, uh, uh, you know, um, you're pushing the hair, if you will, yeah. and the surroundings. So just just to avoid those You're things. moving around the air. I hear you. Exactly. Uh, Dr. Golimi Kotra, uh, I want to thank you for your time today. It's been really informative, and uh, I, I'm sure a few people are going to be freaked out by what you just said. But, hey, if it helps us stay safe and slow this pandemic and keep it at the pace that it's going, which is a lot slower than it was, then that's good news. And I appreciate you sparing some time for us. I agree. Thank you, Kelly. It was a pleasure.